Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Bible, open it up with me uh, this morning. We are going to dive into 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Uh, whether you're online, you can follow along. Whether you're here in person, you can follow along. I will have all the scriptures up on the screen. And here's one of the reasons we do this. One of the reasons Bethany puts together, and we just think Bethany, she puts together this PowerPoint every single week for us. And uh, one of the things that people, people maybe don't realize is we always try to make sure we have Scripture up there because not everybody has a Bible nowadays. And maybe you're de church or you haven't been in church a while. And we just want you to not have any expectation when you walk in. We can just give it to you. And it's there. So if you've been a super Christian a long time and you've got like 13 million Bibles all highlighted, that's fine too. But we want to be a church that reaches the person that doesn't have a Bible as well. Can I hear a good amen this morning from somebody? You know, last week, I just want to celebrate couple wins, and uh, I, at the end of service, I was the last one out of here, I was locking up last week, and uh, it's so, it's so like quiet, it's almost like eerie quiet at the end of Sunday, like 12.30 rolls around, and so I, I'm leaving, I lock up, get the security system on, and I head over because I wanted to see, like, if Woodbury Park, if you guys still needed help, and I got there, and there's nobody there, it was all done, like in an hour, and so just, can we just thank whoever, I don't know who did it, but whoever last week, so... I know Monica led that uh, with a team of people just doing outreach, and we weren't able to do our Christmas tree lighting per the city's request uh, with the fire department and the police department's request. But I'll tell you what, it looks beautiful, and we're going to do some competition stuff coming up this week with it. So look forward to seeing that. All right, so here's what I want to do. We are going to jump in online uh, in the Bible, here in the Bible. It's on screen. So I want you to follow along, and this this is what I call a BS sermon series. All right, Bible study. All right, so I like to I like to share a lot of BS on Sunday mornings, and uh, <laughs> there you go. Derek said true. All right, so here we go. If you're ready, say yeah. yeah. Here we go. All right, so chapter three, a lot of scripture coming at you. So bear with me. So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who's our brother and co-worker in God's service and spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. You know, I, the first time I read this, and it's totally out of context, when I read the first part of this verse, I was like, when you can stand it no longer. And so I thought, could you put like 2020 at the beginning of that? 2020, when you can stand it no longer. How, how, many, how, how many have tried so desperately, my wife has done a great job at this, finding the good out of our circumstance. Are you doing alright with that? Okay, if you're not, get to know my wife. She's phenomenal with this. I stink at it. I try. I try. They wanted to be encouraged. The people there, okay, of Thessalonica, they wanted to be encouraged. And so Paul sent Timothy, it said his brother, they're not related per se, they're brothers in Christ, to go and to pastor them and to encourage them in their faith journey. That's what we do every week. We get together to encourage in our faith journey. That's what we do on Wednesday nights, not this week, but other weeks. Our world, though, we can stand it no longer. I love this phrase because I think our world needs to be encouraged right now. Okay? They need to be encouraged. And uh, one of the things, I don't have my phone. I wish I had my phone with me. I was going to read it. But uh, this last week, something really cool from the Bridge Church happened. Some of you already know this story. But uh, s- someone from the Bridge Church went through Taco John's. And I don't know if you read this. This was crazy. And they paid.
paid for somebody's meal behind them, and the person that was working at Taco John's posted this. Now, I just got to say there's two miracles that happen here. One, there was positivity about Taco John's on social media, okay? That's miracle one. And I love Taco John's, okay? But number two is how this domino effect rolled out. The person from the bridge paid for the person behind them. This person behind them paid for the person behind them. And it went on seven times behind them until the last person said, well, I want to follow it and I want to pay for the person behind me, but there's nobody behind me. And she felt bad that she couldn't keep doing it. So, come on, Bridge Church, we're having a difference in this community, all right? Do you realize, there's over, there's 540 likes on that post this morning. You know what that tells me? Taco John's is going to get a lot of business. No, what that tells me is that people are craving encouragement. They're craving that, you know, what does KTIS call it? The, 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 the drive-through difference, right? Yeah. That's what, people need that. They need to see that. Get, okay, come on. Who, where are my Red Hot Chili Pepper fans at? Anybody? Okay, you sinners. All right, so give it away, give it away, give it away now, right? Okay, all right? So God is calling us to give that encouragement away. That's what Paul was doing. Not just him, but with Timothy as well. Think of it about like this. Think about, like, like here you go, okay? We are all like manure. Just, just hold on for a second, okay? Or poop, okay? You're, you're poop, I'm poop. We're all, we're all manure. And if we just, we, we stay together, we stink and we make an ugly pile that somebody's got to use a pitchfork and shovel away. But if we go and we spread that out, what does it do? Makes things grow, doesn't it? So what are we doing with the encouragement that God's given us? You realize you and I hold the hope for the world? You hold that! Well, that's kind of scary, Pastor Chris. Yeah, Christian life is. Welcome. I thought this was a life-giving church. It is. We're just here to scare you a little bit. Um, We want to continue to encourage. We want to continue to reach out. We want to continue to grow, even during a pandemic. And here's the deal. Next week, I'm going to be sharing some huge news for the church that don't miss. If you're online or you're here or you're away over Thanksgiving, please make sure to tune in uh, Sunday morning, next Sunday, because I'm going to share a huge, huge announcement about something we are doing as a church that's as big as what we did with the Grid Church. If you don't know, uh, two years ago we launched the Grid Church, the first church out of our church in urban Chicago. We're going to be doing something crazy again next week, and I don't want you to miss because we're going to continue to be manure, where you can continue to let that manure spread, and we're going to continue to encourage others. So please don't miss that. That's a little teaser for you. There you go. Moving on. Verses 3 and 4. So that no one would be unsettled by these trials. Okay, hold up. Anyone had trial, trials? Anybody? I mean, just, just curious. You know? Okay, read on. Read on. For you know quite well that we are destined for them. Paul, you suck. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted. This is so encouraging. And it turned out that way, as you well know. Great. Great. You realize what the Bible just told us, right? Life's going to be tough. There's parts of life that are going to stink. We're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulation. We're going to have persecution. All, all of those things. And Paul is saying it's not like if. If you're going to have them, it's when. When you're going to have them. 
you know, I try so careful to balance my personal life with my professional life, and sometimes the cat gets out of the bag. And so I just want you all to hear this this morning, because uh, I share this in a little devotional I do on occasion online, and I shared that I had to have an ultrasound a week ago. I have a spot on my neck, had an ultrasound done, and a bunch of people were like, are you okay? What's going on? So I just set the record straight here. Um, is this, uh, a week ago, they found a spot on my neck. I have to go in and have a biopsy done the day after Thanksgiving. And, and here's the deal. Um, they believe it's benign. It's just a swollen lymph node. Um, but I'd ask for your prayer, and I'll keep you updated. But here's the deal with this. This is, this is a trial for me to walk through, not, not for any of you. And it's a trial where I have to go, am I going to focus on God during this time? No matter, I don't know the outcome Friday morning. I'm hoping for a good outcome. Or will I look at my problem? Will I praise or will I look at my problem? I have a chance to walk this through right now. I'm not the only one. You have all walked through different trials or persecutions or tribulations of your own. You know, and and can I just say this? The church... I love cruising. How many miss cruising? You miss cruises? I miss them. I love cruises. They're cheap. They're great vacations. But we're not called as a church to be that. We're not called to be a cruise ship. We're called to be a battleship. And, and when we look at our Christian walk, our Christian walk, I think sometimes we think, well, if I give my life to Christ, everything's going to be rosy. It's going to be a bed of feathers. The symbol of our entire belief system is not wrapped up on some fancy feather. It's wrapped up on a cross, a symbol, and an item of pure destruction and death. So when we think about that, it wasn't fair what Jesus had to walk through. It might not be fair what I have to walk through. Maybe what you've had to walk through isn't fair. The fact that we have certain things closed right now and certain things open is not fair. But what am I going to do during that time? Will I praise Him or will I worry? And so my choice is to praise Him. I hope that's yours. Here's one last thing with this in regards. When we go through all these trials and tribulations, I hear a lot of super-Christians. You ever met super-Christians? Yes? No? Super Christian, man, it's like, you just got to pray. Just just read the Bible. Just pray. It'll be all okay. And you're like, dude, that's not what I needed right now. I feel like things are just falling apart and I just need somebody to talk to me. Anybody been there? Okay. All right. Yeah, that's super Christian. You know, super Christian, they like, they pray to ask God if they have to pee or not. It's just weird, okay? <laughs> I know if I got to go, okay? You know? Hey, if it's too real for you, welcome to the bridge. And so... I realized that during this time, I could pray and ask God for a miracle. And let's, let's say that something bad happens and we ask God for a miracle. Lord, bring healing. Bring a miracle to whatever I need. Bring this. I need help with X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Sometimes He does those miracles and sometimes He doesn't. There's books written upon why. I'm here to tell you, no one knows. Okay? We don't know. But here's what I want you to hear. And I want you to realize this is good news even though this is really tough. You realize every person, whether in the Bible, during Jesus' time, or today that's been healed, or a miracle's happened in their life, do you know that they have still passed away? Wow, that's really depressing, Chris. Thanks. But I want you to think about that. So our focus should not be on the giver of the, or, or the miracle, but the giver of the miracle. Okay? We don't look to the miracle, we look to the giver of that. We trust Him even when it doesn't go the way we think. How many, just out of curiosity, how many of you, I'm just curious, 2020 did not go the way you thought? 
Anybody? I mean, like three of us? Okay, all right. Moving on. Verse 5. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labors might have been in vain. Stand it no longer. Any time in Scripture you see something repeated, look, and here we is. He says it second time in these first few verses. Why? I couldn't stand it any longer. I couldn't be away with them. This is how Derek and I felt when we had to go online during the summer. Like, we miss our people. We want to encourage them. We want to help walk alongside you in your faith. Not because we're perfect and have it figured out. Because people need people. Right? Amen? Don't we need each other? Okay, look to the person next to you, alright? And just say, I need you. Okay? Look to the person you don't think you need now and tell them that as well. Okay? Paul cared for him. He cared for the Thessalonians. He loved them. He wanted to be with them. Okay? Paul, though, I want you to see this right here. When you dig into a little scripture here and you go back to the book of Acts, and I don't have time to get into the whole story. You can Google it on your own. Uh, you can you version it on your own. But Paul came to them because he was worried about them. He was depressed that maybe they all fell away from the Lord. He was, he was worried and he was, and he was really down on himself during this time. In fact, it was most likely that the Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of our New Testament, was deeply depressed because of the burden God had placed upon him for the church in Thessalonians. Paul, the Apostle, depressed. He's not supposed to. He's the guy that wrote most of our New Testament. But let me just say this. Here he is, we, we talk in this verse, the tempter had tempted. Who's the tempter? Satan, yeah, absolutely. The tempter is Satan. Anytime, listen, listen really carefully, this is really practical for our lives. Anytime that you start to doubt your purpose in life, anytime you start to doubt your purpose, it's because you started believing the enemy's plan for your life. I'll say that again because some of you need to hear this. Anytime you start to doubt your purpose, it's because you started believing the enemy's plan for your life. Okay? The evil one comes to kill and destroy. So discern. Is it the evil one or is it God? Look at the fruit of it. Every time there's fruit, you know, look at the fruit of something. Is it, is it good? Does something good come out of it? Because anytime there's a fruit that we see, there's a root to it. So we always have to be, we're, 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 as Christians, we're what? We're fruit inspectors. So good fruit or bad fruit? Okay? In other words, did they do something good? Is something good being produced? Love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control? Is all that coming out of what it is my purpose is and my faith walk? Because if we're waiting for God to do something we expect Him to do, we're not trusting in Him in the meantime. Yes, we hope, we pray, we seek, but in the meantime, we trust. Can I hear a good amen from somebody? Okay, here we go, moving on. But Timothy has just now come from, uh, from you and has brought good news, amen, about your faith and your love. He ha- and this probably was a huge relief to Paul. He was so worried about them. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now, we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have and the presence of our God because of you? Night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Anybody here have anything lacking in your faith? I, I do. I, we all do. We have, anyone arrived? 
you can come take the stage, man, if you arrive, because I want to sit and listen, you know? You're the smartest one in the room. You're in the wrong room, bro. All right, so here, I want you to catch something here. Catch something Paul said. And, and there's a lot of things happening. Sometimes the Bible in the New Testament's harder for people to comprehend because it doesn't always read like a story. Gotta remember, this is a letter from Paul written to this church. And here it is. What's really interesting is that Paul wasn't the one who was pastoring this church, and yet his heart was burdened for them. And his heart was really burdened for Timothy, who was pastoring them. There was a team of people that were pastoring them. Silas was probably a part of it. There were probably other people a part of it that we don't even realize or read about. See, it takes a team to do what God has called us to do. Anyone here have a God-sized dream? Do you have a God-sized dream? Anybody? A few of you? Okay. Pray for one. Ask for one, you know? If you have a dream that you can do on your own, it's probably not God-sized. He's encouraged us to live that out as we trust in Him. It takes a team to do what we do as a church. You know, right now, here we are. We've got kids' ministry available. We've got people greeting. We have all of that. It takes a team to do this. It takes God to do what He has called us to do. And so in Thessalonica, what they did is they changed the spiritual atmosphere of an entire town. Can I just say this, speaking it over us today, my prayer is both your individual purpose and our purpose as a church is that we continue to change the spiritual atmosphere of the community in and around us. Do you agree with that this morning? I want to see that. And can I just say this? take a step of faith. I think we are. I think we are. Okay? When I get calls from the school district, from business leaders, and they go, hey, we just want to help. We got something we want to give you. You know somebody you can give this to, or you get a call from the school district, and they just say, hey, can you just pray with me? Can I just tell you 10 years ago that wasn't happening here? 10 years ago. So God is doing things even in the midst of the craziest time I've ever lived through. Let me just say this. Two other things here in the scripture that I want to pull out. I know this is a lot of depth, a lot of meat and potatoes this morning, okay? If you're with me, will you say, yeah? yeah. If you're not with me, will you say, go Cowboys? Okay. All right. <laughs> I tricked you because I didn't want anybody to say anything there. All right. So notice here, first of all, even in the bad news. In other words, you're going to be persecuted. Yeah! Woo-hoo! No! No! <laughs> You know? You're going to be persecuted. Yes, I'm up for that. That sounds like a great new religion. What? Tell me more about this, Paul. Well, I was in jail for it. Great, keep going. Well, then I was flogged. Angel showed up. You know, our shackles, we got out. And we had to rely on God because none of us could do it on our own. That's weird, bro. Not sure I'm, I'm into that yet. They found comfort in the bad news. My prayer is that our community and you would find comfort this morning. So, okay, so after last week's announcement, we can't go to our favorite dining establishment and sit down. Every, every week, usually, I go to Acapulco with a friend of mine. We sit down, we get nachos and salsa. That's our, that's our thing. We do. We encourage each other. We talk to each other. We can't do that. We're like, what do we do? How do we do this? Where do we go? And then God kind of challenged my heart. My prayers for business owners right now, you need to pray for them, patronize them, tip them, tip the person at the drive-thru. If they don't accept it, ask them what they drive and go put it on their windshield. Like, just, okay, take care of them. We need to bless businesses right now as much as we can as a community. And let them know, hey, I just want to show you God's love in a practical way. We need to have an outrageous conspiracy of kindness from our church. And we're already doing it. Let's keep doing it. And let's keep going after it. If you're with me, say amen, okay? Let's keep doing that. But here's the deal. 
back in the beginning, when Christianity started to go all over the world during this time around the Mediterranean area here, here's what took place. This was a new thing. They were hearing about Jesus for the first time. Most people in America aren't unchurched, but de-churched. And when I look at our circumstances based upon theirs, for the first 300 years of Christianity, from about 33 A.D. to 333 A.D., about that 300 chunk of time, people were constantly being persecuted and killed for their faith. Now, I'm not here to, take, I'm not here to talk politics or any of that. I, I've seen that enough from churches. That's not my job. My job is to teach Jesus, and that's all I'm going to do. But I do want to say this. It's not fair that some businesses have to close right now and some are open. But can I just show you that our political system last week said we need churches open because faith is the foundation and important in our communities right now? Do you see that? That's what they said. Praising God. Because we're an establishment. We have lots of people here, so we're asking you to be careful during this time. Thank you guys. I know we're we're stepping up, and I just appreciate that a ton. But notice a second here. Paul and Timothy, and I would guess Silas, a friend of theirs as well, who was another church planner, wanted to encourage where they were lacking in your faith. My heart as a shepherd is to see what you need. It's to go, what, what does this person need? How can we reach them? Where, how can we make sure we're doing it? Because we believe God meets you where you're at. We believe we're called to do that as well. And so every morning, I know there's people here that maybe it's your first time through a church door in a long time, or maybe you're like, dude, I got the Bible memorized in the King James Version. Okay, I don't know. But my goal is to go and to make sure you can walk away with something that you can just meditate on the rest of the day and God can help transform you. So that's our prayer. Sometimes what makes it easier, just tell me. Just tell me. Because like Valentine's Day... I'll just leave it there. I don't have to say anything else. You got there. But then it's encouraged to help... What is lacking? And this is where we have to receive. You're all from this community. We suck at receiving. You know that. Um, we're good at, good at giving. Okay? You're all great at giving. We see that. We've been blessed. You guys have upped in our giving and everything. We're just amazed. But we have... People call me sometimes like, we got a turkey. Who do we, who do we give it to? And I'm going, alright. I'm, I'm afraid if I give it to this person, they're going to say, well, I didn't need it or this or that. If somebody gives you a turkey, just say thank you. Just say, gobble, gobble, thank you, and walk away, okay? Just say, thank you. But I think it's discerning that need that Paul, Silas, and Timothy and the church, they were doing. They are trying to figure out where are they lacking in their faith. Let me just get really real for a second. And I just want to talk to the guys, some ladies, but mostly guys here for a moment. A few years ago, I was doing counseling with an individual. I really don't do counseling other than marital for people now. And, and uh, what I realized is when people would share stuff with me, they thought I would like judge them coming into church. And so I'm like, well, don't share that with me because we're not judging you anyway, but I don't want you to have any reason why you don't want to come through these doors on a Sunday morning. I'm meeting with this guy and we're counseling him. And I just said, hey, can I just ask you a question? And I really, 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 really thought God had spoken to me. And usually I'm, I'm, I'm right like 80% of the time. Okay? And I really felt like God called me to ask this guy who was having marital issues. He was having a bunch of problems. So it was, it was dicey. It was, it was just kind of a mess. And I said, hey, can I just ask you a question, brother? I said, I really feel like God's put it on my heart just to ask you this question. And I said, are you, are you by chance just dealing with like pornography stuff? 
Like, by chance, you know? And, and, and like, I, I feel like, I don't know if you ever had that, like, Holy Spirit moment. Like, I gotta ask. Like, I just have to. And, and we always counsel two people. Anytime you believe it's from the Spirit, a lot of times it can be feeling. So I asked him that, before I asked, he said, yeah. And he goes, no, never. Not at all. And I was frustrated. Because I got in my car on the way home, and I was frustrated because I thought... It's my job as a, as a shepherd to discern the needs. And obviously I'm not doing that. So frustrated. I get home and probably, I don't know, six, seven hours later, I receive a call from, from him. And he goes, hey, uh, I just got to tell you something. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He goes, um, you were right. been dealing with it for a long time. Just couldn't tell it to my face. And so he waited. Till, and so here I am like doubting my relationship. Like, do I even hear from God? Like all of this. You know, today, 95% of men deal with pornography. 95%. We don't talk about it in church. I'm not here to make a big deal of it today. But all I want to say is, we need to be a church and meet people where they need to be met. And so you're able to talk to Derek, me, people in this church that will walk alongside you with any of that. That's the kind of church we are. We're not here to judge you. We're here to meet you where you're at. And so maybe it's not pornography. Maybe it's something else that you go, man, I'm just wrestling with this. Be okay not being okay and sharing that. Is that okay? Good. If you're good, say yeah. All right, moving on. Verses verses 11 and 12. Here we go. Now may our God and Father Himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way. Here we go. We're getting into end time stuff. Dun, dun, dun. To come to you. Clear the way. How many of you just, you know, I didn't grow up in the church, but I've seen some of those old creepy movies of Jesus' return. They got like guillotines and horrible acting, and Jesus is coming on some weird fluffy cloud, and Jesus is Caucasian, which is wrong. First, It's just all this like, it's just messed up. You ever seen those movies? Oh my goodness. Just, just, they're, they're, they're like worse than horror flicks. Okay, moving on. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. Clear the way. That's what I believe God's doing. I believe God in our lives right now is clearing the way for that to be shown. He's clearing the way for the church who is now in the world, not to be of the world, to go, hey, we've got the answer. Let's share. Let's do life. Let's, let's talk. Let's connect. All of those things as much as we can right now. You know, 2020, those will know you. They will know your love by your fruit. It's a biblical verse shared last week. Okay. Last one here. Here we go. Verse 13, last verse of the chapter. If you're doing okay, say yeah. yeah. All right, good job, everybody. This is a shorter chapter. Next week, we've got 116 verses. All right, verse 13. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Blameless and holy. Blameless and holy. Who here, just out of curiosity, would say, you know what? I'm blameless and holy. <laughs> Nobody wants to sign up for that. My epitaph, just blameless and holy, right on my gravestone. You know? And the people that really know you walk by it every day and go, oh man. <laughs> you know? Blameless and holy. Here's, what, here's the deal. For us to be blameless and holy, it's not about what you do. Okay? It's, a, it's, it's not even really who you are. It's not even about who you become. You know what it really is? It's about remembering who He is. You want to be blameless and holy, the only way is to have God the Father look through the eyes of Christ when He sees you. We can't do it on our own. I've tried, dude. It's really hard. 
It's really difficult. We can't. Okay? It's remembering who Christ is. It's remembering what He has done for you. And He did that on the cross. Not a fluffy feather bed. We have the cross on the outside of the church building. Every time I come in, I look at it, and I'm reminded of my Savior who gave up His life for you and me. Not that I could just have my get-out-of-hell-free ticket, but that I could have life and life to the fullest starting right now. That is the entire gospel message. Without that, our love means nothing. Without that, our purpose means nothing. So is Christ at the center of that purpose for you? Paul wanted to encourage the Thessalonians with that. Let me give you just one thought I had as I was reading this. I believe God speaks to us all the time. We're just not always listening, at least I'm not. But God has given you promises. God has shown you His Word. God reveals Himself to us all different ways. And I just want you to remember this. What God spoke to you in the light, don't doubt when it gets dark. Don't doubt it in the darkness. Okay? Alright? Okay? Alright, so now let's get into some deep theology for just like two seconds. Alright? Alright? We've got a few of my theological nerds here with me. In this it says he's coming back with his holy ones. Whoa, that's crazy. Alright? If you missed it, if we can put that verse back up. It says, our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Okay? Now this is not like dollar bills with like holy angels faces on them. That's not the ones he's talking about. Alright? He's talking about his holy ones. Now there's two schools of thought of what this could be. So now from here for the next two weeks in 1 Thessalonians, it's going to get real crazy. I'm just warning you. Alright? It's been good. We're talking about love. Talk about Jesus. Now we're going to start talking about his return and what that looks like. A lot of people have asked me, are we living in the end times? Well, we're closer now than they were back then and that's all I'm going to continue to say. And I'm just going to look back at scripture. Right here, Jesus says he's coming back with his holy ones. His holy ones are most likely one of two things. And I'm not going to tell you which one it is because I don't think we actually know. It's going to be one or two things. Either first, it's going to be angels. Now, if you haven't been here when I've talked about angels, how many have seen those little precious moment angels and the little little flappy wings and you know, the, the angel just looks like he ain't going to kick no one's butt. That angel. You've seen that? Okay, some of you have heard me talk about this before. So just bear with me. For those that haven't, we need to correct your angelology right now. Alright? Okay? Um, my angel doesn't look like that. That angel can't protect me. I can squish that angel. I can throw that ceramic piece of garbage on the floor. That is not an angel. Well, I just got my little fancy angel. I put him up on top of my Christmas tree. And, and it just shines his little lights behind his like bright back. <laughs> My angel's Rambo. Okay? He's got the defined jaw, looks just like Sylvester Stallone. Even has the, you know, I can't even do the accent. He even has the accent. Alright? He's got his AK-47 Uzi radar laser triple barrel double scope heat seeking shotgun thing. I don't know what he's got, but he's like, he's ready to go. That's my angel. I don't want no pansy angel. I want a real angel. Can I hear good amen, somebody? Amen. Some of you, I just ruined your Christmas right now. You can get stars. There you go. Um, every time you're going to look at that angel, here's all you got to do. Just go to the toy store, get a little Nerf gun, put it like in its arms with its little wings. You're good. All right. So, could be angels. But these are angels coming to judge the world. It's not going to look like precious moment angels. Okay? Little ceramic figure. This is going to be angels coming with the authority of God. Throughout the world. That's one thing it could be. The other thing it could be 
is another. And it says we too, as Christ followers, when we, when we die and we're resurrected, we come to judge the world with Christ. Now, it's a whole other sermon series in itself. But this could be the ones it says, and we already read this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, that the dead in Christ will rise first. So this holy ones could be talking about those that have already died and gone before us that are now with Christ coming back to do the same thing. In either case, when you see that coming, when everybody's, you know, got it on their phone and we're all seeing it, and I'm not saying it's tomorrow night, man, just, just make sure, God, because of Christ, I'm blameless and pure. Not anything I do, not who I am, it's because of who you are. Can I hear a good amen? Okay, welcome to talking about end times theology. So let's bring all this together, this chapter together. I'm going to invite our piano player up here this morning and uh, let me just let me just kind of close it out here in the last couple minutes Paul his prayer for the Thessalonians emphasized three different things here his letter really did and it was first it was this he wanted to be with them he wanted to do life with them Okay, they could benefit from each other. Paul was saying look I have I have wisdom I have authority I want to be with you I want to help lead you pray for me because I want to be with you. I want to navigate, and we're trying. Some of you were so gracious when I put out the video last week. Um, did receive pushback on both sides of the equation. We're trying so hard, and I want you to see that, to really go, God, what do you have for us in this time? Help me lead well. I'm not perfect. You can ask my wife or, or any of my teenagers. Number two, Paul wanted them to abound in love. Okay? This is my prayer for us, that we would abound in love. And and church, I just want to say this. I'm not saying this to us because we're not doing this. I just want to say this as an encouragement to all of us because we are doing this. We are seeing this. So seriously, it's an example of what we can be as a church. When we launched the church, we were asked a question that said this. If your church ceased to exist, would your community miss you? would say, yeah, I think so. I'd have to ask them. That's my guess. But let's continue to show our love to those that maybe would say no. Or to those that we see or view as our enemies. Okay? Or maybe to those that we're secretly having over Thursday. Okay? You know who you are. It's almost all of us. Alright? So you, that person that comes in that door Thursday you got that crazy relative that you hate deep down inside of you. How are you going to love them? You want that turkey leg? Oh, no, no, you're going to give it to them. I know, this is like real love. I'm talking, all right? Last is this. He wanted them to be established in true holiness. Holiness is this. It's realizing I can't do it on my own. I just can't. It has to be Him in me. Okay? You can either try or you can trust. Okay? Even Yoda was wrong. Try or try not. However it goes. It's trusting. So here's what I want to ask you today. If you have never trusted in Christ to be your Savior, that's what I want to ask is I want to ask you to text us at the church. I don't know if we have the number. I didn't have it in my slides. If we have it, let's pop it up. If not, it's 763-753-2134. We don't know who's texting us. But if today you say, today's the day I want to trust Christ, just text us yes. We just want to pray for you. If you want to let us know who you are, you can. But then let's just pray. 
Let's be encouraging to each other, to those this week. Let's show love. Let's accept the fact that we can't earn our salvation, but we have to receive it. That's the simple message of Christ. Yeah, we can talk about end time theology and when Jesus comes back and are the holy ones ramble, are the holy ones, you know, people that die. We can get into all of that. But let's make sure we bring it back to the focus of Christ. Can I hear a good amen, somebody? Amen? Let's pray. God, I thank you for my church. I thank you, Lord. It's really your church. And I just thank you for the people that make this church up. Not even, the walls are great, and I'm grateful we have a place to meet right now. But I pray this morning that anyone here, Lord, that needs encouragement, you would give. Anyone here, Lord, it says where we lack in our faith. We all have something we're lacking. Lord, would you give us to that next spot? And Lord, for anybody that needs to trust in Christ for the first time this morning, I pray nobody here that can hear my voice right now would leave until they make that decision. Whether they text yes to us or not, they would make that decision to follow you. And Lord, may you continue to teach us and teach me that we can't earn it. We can't try hard enough. We can't be good enough to realize that you love us just where we're at. We accept it and help us not to try, but just to trust in you today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can we give him some praise before we go out of here? Come on, everybody. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.